All right, everybody, welcome to Unscripted One-on-One -on -one from my soon-to-be-announced name studios here in Columbus. Uh, I'm going to go just turn it over, turn over the mic here to, uh, to my guest and let him introduce himself. Yeah, hey guys, I'm David Elijah, um, born and raised in California. Now I live in Utah out of all places. A lot of people ask the first thing when I mention that is why Utah, and I'll get to that, I think, in a second. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's, it's amazing to be here. I, lo I love the culture and I love being in the state that I'm in, but um, blessed to be on the podcast. Thanks for having me join and being here. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's an honor, and, uh, and this isn't any friend of mine. And <laughs> any friend of Chris is a friend of mine, and uh, you know Love I'm it. thankful that he connected us. So uh, you know we we have met through uh, my our our mutual friend, yeah. my college roommate, former college roommate, I guess, best man, best friend, BFF, bestie, all that good <laughs> stuff, as others have heard on other podcasts. So um, just really glad to have you here today. But let's, uh, let's start with your story, because I think it's a fascinating one. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about you? Yeah, so uh, born and raised in California, like I mentioned, grew up in church, kind of the normal, you know, Christian household type of thing. And um, when I was about 15, um, well, kind of stepping back, you know, when I was 11, my parents split up. So that caused a, a lot of uh, just, you know, stuff in my own heart, you know, trying to figure out life, right. And, right. and when something like that major happens, you know, you, you tend to uh, reevaluate a lot, even at 11, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And at a young age, but what that led to is just, you know, me being a part of the church. And I've always been a musician growing up. I used to play music, uh, which I'll, uh, I'll speak to, but um, so I, I I grew up in the church, man. It's what I did. You know, I played worship for a really long time, starting at a young age. And one day when I was about 15, I, I had really long hair. If you can imagine me with a giant Afro, um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. I'd love but, to see. Uh, for, at the time, there wasn't uh, tight, tight uh, guy pants. So it was all girl jeans, man. And I rocked <laughs> girl jeans and, and band t-shirts. And that was me and, and long hair. And yeah. You know, unfortunately, I got uh, I got burned by my local church and, you know, just saying I can't dress a certain way while I'm on stage leading worship. And that really affected me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it actually changed a lot of dynamic on how me now, uh, you know, how I, what I do today yeah. um, as, as now I'm a pastor again, which I'll tell you through the whole story. But it's uh, it's you know, that led to me kind of unfortunately walking away from the church. Mm -hmm. And really walking away from God and just going like, you know, at the time there was this song, I don't know if you, you know, but Amy Grant, I think was the one that sang and it was like, or, or Crystal Lewis, it was uh, come just as you are, you know, like, I don't know if you ever heard that song, but yeah. big song. And, you know, it was like, I thought we're supposed to come as we are, you know, what are right. you talking about? Yeah. And so that really hurt me and affected me, but that's what led me to the next journey. And I started a band actually not too long after that. And I was a singer of a band and those types of things. Well, and a year later, we ended up getting signed to a major label in LA and things just started taking off like crazy. So I started playing music for a living. That's what I did. And, you know, it was a blast, but also as a 16 year old jumping into the music industry, it's a whole nother world. Right. Yeah. And I learned a ton about not only the industry, a ton about myself, but I had to grow up really quickly. And I mm -hmm. saw myself around certain situations that were like, whoa. And coming from a church kid, right, raised in, in a church home like that, right. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I grew up, you know, pretty fast and quickly and just understanding the industry and the ins and outs and touring nine months out of a year. I mean, it was just chaos, you know, but mm. at the same time, if I'm honest, a great time of my life, of uh, just something I love and I was passionate about. But what it led to is God giving me this platform as he allowed those things to happen 
but I used it for myself and I didn't use it for his glory. And so he made that way known. <laughs> yeah. wow. and, and he made that way known at some point in, in my life. And so what ended up happening in kind of the transition out of that was I was dating a uh, girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Uh, her name is Katie, love her, love my kiddos. But, you know, her and I were dating. And so, hey, we fell into any normal sin in, in that um, stage of life that, that many go through. And she ended up pregnant. And so as she gets pregnant, you know, I'm doing music and, and I'm thinking like, this is my dream, God, what are you doing? Cause at that point I'm thinking, I don't believe in you, but I know you did this and uh, now what, you know? So that's when that transition started to happen was the minute I I found out that she was pregnant and, and uh, we're headed down that direction. I just cried out to the Lord and was like, God, why, you know, what is going on? Are you trying to get a hold of me? And that's exactly what was going to happen. Right. He's, I want to get a hold of your heart, David. I have bigger plans for you. You know, yeah. I have a a, a a bigger vision. But right now, you're you're busy focused on you, and I need you to I need you to get focused on me. And so, anyways, the last tour I ever did was 2008 Warp Tour. You know, some people that are on that tour were Katy Perry. That's my claim to fame, I guess. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Being on that tour with her and a bunch of others, and you know, it was it was a fantastic time. But during that whole tour, is about two months long. The Lord just kept speaking every night as I just laid in the van and move into the next, you know, a uh, show and just the Lord speaking, David, I have something better. I have something better. And, um, it was hard. It was one of the hardest tours I ever did because I was wrestling, you know, of, I know what I should be doing, but all I want is my dream, you know, and yeah. what yeah. this talent that God gave me, but it's like, I want to use it for me. And so it was a tough time, but what ended up happening is my son, uh, I was in New Jersey, my wife at the time, we ended up getting married between this whole thing. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but it's a long story. So I'm trying to keep it shorter. No, you're good. You're <laughs> but, good. Yeah, time's yours. You know, I'm in, I'm in New Jersey. She calls me and she's like, this baby's coming out tonight. I'm going, no way. I want to be there. Like, so long story short, an hour later, I'm on a plane. Wow. Five hours later, I land. We end up having my oldest, which is named Noah, the next day. Oh, and awesome. uh, from that point on, man, life just radically changed. Yeah. Um, as I saw, you know, my first child born, I was 18 years old, by the way. And, oh my uh, gosh. you know, it changed everything. Yeah. I, I got to see him and just go, I got to start over, you know, and, and so start fresh. And the reason why Utah is my wife's from California, but she moved out here a long time ago. We met through a mutual friend. And so her whole family's out here. And so what I decided was I'm going to move to Utah and just start over and uh, start fresh and see what God has for me. And so what ended up happening is I, I went back on tour to finish that out. And the last tour date, I think it was August 16th of 2008 was our last date in LA and um, great show, probably the largest show I've ever played. And I walked off stage, went to my management and said, I quit. I'm wow. moving to Utah. And they said, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. Everything is holding on you, like a ton of it, right? It's like, you're the singer. What do you, you can't just do this. Like, yeah. they're like, take three months off. We get it. You just had a baby come back. I said, no. And so of course, three months later, they're calling me as I literally legitimately flew on a plane two hours later. I had my dad ship everything I own from California to Utah. And dude, I've never been back. I mean, oh my it's gosh. just- the Lord just said, go. And I went and trust me though, I was mad, bitter, angry, all yeah. of it for yeah. a couple of years. Like, why am I here? Yeah. You know, what am I doing here? And, and I set aside music for those two years too, just to figure out 
what do you have for me, Lord? And um, so, yeah, that led to becoming a worship pastor at another church and then ultimately leading me to plant a church now called New Hope Calvary Chapel. So me and my wife planted that church three years ago. And man, it's been a blast mm-hmm. and one of the hardest things to do in a state you of the state of Utah. <laughs> yeah. And say no more, right? Say no. Yes. I'm, I'm just thinking when you're talking, like, it sounds like go to Nineveh. It is, <laughs> and you're like, nah, man, I'm gonna go on tour with Katy Perry. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Go to Nineveh. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> Somebody throw and, you and out really, of a boat at some point or no? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And really, what's crazy in the industry is like, I committed like, you know, industry suicide, meaning when you do that, you're done. Like, you, yeah. you I hate, sorry to use that term. It's like, you, that's really it, what they call it in the industry. Cause at some point, my manager's like, if you leave, you're never coming back. Like wow. there's no way that you'll ever have a career again. Mm. And so it's like, that was weighing on me for a long time. Of like, man, but this is my dream. God, I, I'm, you know, I want to use this gift. I want to sing. I want to play music for a living. Like, this is what I want to do. And you're telling me I can never do it again. That, that, you know, that was like, whoa, this is crazy. But you know, at that time, it's like, Lord, do what you want to do. And, uh, but it was, it was rough for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you, you know, I, I got to think though, that, that some of that had to be helpful in that you knew it was final where yeah. if, you know, if you made that move, because it, there had to be moments, I have to think, I was going to ask you, were there moments where you're like, oh man, I, I miss being on the road and, and I, touring's hard. And I'm yeah. not that I've ever toured, but I know friends that, you know, that are in yeah. the industry and that's not a, it's not all stages and 30,000 crowds. It's, it's, there's long nights and long days, as as you know, I'm sure you know better than I do, but um, you know, was there still a pull, but it was almost removed for you because it sounds like when you walked off that stage, that's it. Like you say, you're not coming back. It almost, now you didn't have the chance to, and maybe that was another God moment is you didn't have the chance to say, well, maybe I'll just tour on the weekends or whatever it might've been. No, it was done. And what was interesting is I tried again. I honestly did. Um, A couple of years in, I tried to get back in. I tried to like make new connections in these things. And I started writing for different artists and doing those types of things. And it was always on the cusp, you know, it was always like right there. We're about to hit that single and we can make a ton of money or whatever it was. But dude, everything just started closing. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, eventually I just was like, it's done. Like for real, like it's done. And there's nothing I can do. Like the Lord's just going to keep shutting it down and shutting it down because he's like, David, this is not the plan. And now, you know, I look back and go, I get it. Yes. You had bigger plans. You wanted me to do something else. And it's been the biggest blessing of my life being able to hone in on that and go, okay, Lord, let your will be done. Mm. You know, here I am, Lord, send me. Yeah. That's it. You know, I think too, the, th- the hardest things for all of us. Um, and when you reach that place, and I can't say that I even have perfected that, but I think that it's, it's being available and being open, mm. being available for whatever and, and yeah. being open to say, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if I yeah. love that idea, but um, I'm, I'm available. If, yeah. if you want me to go to Nineveh, <laughs> you want me to not tour with Katy Perry, then I'm open, you know, and I'm available yeah. for whatever it is you have next, man. That surrender is hard. It is yeah, hard. So hard. Um, it is so hard. But I think when we see the fruits of the surrender, then that's, that's God's way of saying, I told you, you know, yeah. I, and I think those come in a lot of different forms and factors, you know, I think some people might hear, well, I heard from God and you think, man, that's weird. But you know, yeah. my mom used to always say, God sends his angels, you know? Wow. And, and I, I think it could be an email, a text, a, yeah. something you saw on TV, something you heard on the oh, radio, yeah. it could be anything, but there are those confirmations to say, 
this is why you're yeah. doing what you're doing, right? And well, I, yeah. I can't imagine leading a church now how you, you probably see this on a, a Sunday to Sunday basis. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's, and it even stepping into when I felt like the call to plant a church, I'm going like, no, no, like that's not me. I'm a musician, Lord. Like yeah, I play right. worship, right? That's I play right. worship. Yeah. I don't do, I don't talk. Like yeah. that's just not what I do. I, yeah. And so that was a transition too, but that was a, you know, like you just mentioned, man, surrendering leads to the biggest blessings. Mm. I found that in my whole life. When you surrender, dude, God blesses in a huge way. And and that can be a multitude of things, right? That could be anything. But I've seen when I surrender to the Lord, the biggest blessings come. Doesn't mean oh. the, the time between is, isn't difficult because it is difficult. Right. Because you're trying to grow, right? It's it's you in the potter's hand. I mean, he's molding and shaping you during that time. And that's rough. But at the end, you're like, man, when you get past that, you're like, I'm so glad I surrendered and went through that hard time because the blessing I see now. And now it's like as a church planner and, and planting here now, it's just like, Lord, I'm so thankful that you pushed and you pushed and you pushed us to do this yeah. because I, I wouldn't have it any other way now. It's the biggest blessing ever. That's amazing. And I think there's the surrender, then there's the refinement process, like you said, yeah. you know, and the refining, it hurts sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. but, but the, and, and it's, I think Royce, you know, moving towards it. I think when, when we've understood our faith, that's where our goal is. It's that yeah. somebody charted it for me one time and they put a cross way up in the upper right-hand corner, you know, and it was like a graph constantly yeah. going up, you know, and then there was down and there was, but yeah. the point was to constantly be, you know, and he explained it to me that I've never forgotten it um, is that, you know, if, if we passed at that very moment, our attorneys, we're already there. Like, it's yeah. our glory already awaits and our, we are heirs to the throne today. Yeah. But the journey to, you know, until that moment yeah. is a constant zigzag upwards, hopefully if we're, yeah. if we're really tuned in and doing what we're supposed to. So that's awesome. Yeah. What, a, what a cool and, story. Yeah. And I think at the same time too, like though I was on that journey and, and when I first moved here and, and tried to plant roots here and, and go, all right, Lord, you know, send me and I'll do whatever you want. I mean, that was the hardest times of my life, hardest mm. times of my life, because yep. it was that battle between what I wanted and what I desired versus what God desired. And so it, it is like that Nineveh story, man, it's over and over again. I saw that in my life of no Lord, I want to go this way. And he's like, no. And then I find myself, you know, on the boat, the other direction. And he's like, and then he causes chaos. And everyone's like, dude, jump, Get out of here. You know what I mean? Katie Perry's get out. Like, get out of my boat. Get off yeah, my so bus. Like, oh, dang it. Like he's headed me this direction. It's like this constant battle and fight, but yeah. it's so, again, so worth it. But to be honest, taking a step back, like I struggled even with my faith during that beginning time when I was here, you know, cause I had to re, it was like, I was on my parents' faith. I was on what, yep. you know, I grew up in the church and, but I realized like, I'm just doing what they tell me to do. Mm -hmm. And then, so during that time of, the journey of, of understanding, okay, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. And God's called me something different. I really struggled with what's true, you know, is Jesus who he says he is and is the Bible true. And, and so I stepped even, I stepped out into all kinds of different religions, looking at everything. Cause I questioned everything again, sure. like, sure. what do I do? And ultimately what I found, man, is, as you know, right. Is Jesus is the only one that came down to us, man. Everyone else is, we have to climb a ladder to get to him. And I'm going, I want Jesus. Like, man, right, yeah. He came for me. Like, yeah. that's a big blessing, right? And that's what I want is that relationship and that re that realness too. As you mentioned, like, you got to be real. You got to be honest. You got to be open yeah. and 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 readily available for those types of things too. And, and I think even as a pastor today, I tell 
our congregation and many people I meet with, like, man, just be real with God. Just be real. Yeah. Like he wants you to be. He already knows what's on your mind. He already knows what's on your heart. What are you trying to hide? Right. Be real. Yeah. You'll see what happens. God will move. And I think we we feel like our prayers have to be perfect. Like yeah. this podcast. Like not that this podcast is perfect. It's actually the opposite. Is <laughs> you know, our prayers should be like this, messy, you know, and a lot of ums and a lot of, you know, as you already said, he already knows in advance yeah. what you're what you're, you know what you're praying about he's well aware of it and and we don't have to be perfect it just has to be a conversation just like yep. this one yep. um and you know being available and open and understanding and listening yeah. you're not going to hear audibly some people might but yeah. i don't think you know but you're gonna you're gonna receive confirmation it could be anything and yeah. it sounds like you've received all those uh in this in this process for sure oh man i'll tell you dude it's you know when we when I finally walked away from leading worship and had this, you know, interesting feeling of like, should I plant a church? Like what is going on? And, and the confirmation that kept coming of phone calls, texts, you know, emails, everything that you're talking about, you know, sending an angel, right. It's like everything was coming at us and we're like, no, no, I don't want to do this. It's not my calling. And um, this is when it happened, man. I went to a conference, a Calvary Chapel conference, um, you know, three and a half years ago now, or four almost. And, you know, I stepped out in faith and just said, Lord speak. Like Mm -hmm. if this is where you want us to head, you know, make it very known. And what ended up happening is not even, not even the first, I think it was the second night I was at this conference. Someone gave us chairs for our church, but I didn't have a church or say yes to a church. (laughs) So I'm like, what do you mean you're giving me chairs? We're just giving you chairs. We need to be yours. It's like, I don't even have a church, nor am I planting a church. What are you talking about? And then literally the next night, someone's like, I'm going to give you Bibles, you know, so you can hand out for free. I'm like, for what? Like, what do you No, Here's Bibles. And then I'm not even joking. One after the other, the Lord just started bringing things that I'm like, I don't even have a church, nor have I said yes to you, Lord, to do this. And yet every single thing I need to plan a church, I have like oh. it, it made no sense. Right. Yeah. And not even, literally leading up to the first launch Sunday, after we finally said, all right, Lord, we're in, let's do this. The Lord just kept providing and providing and provide. I mean, dude, I can't, even, the stories are unreal. This is how, you know, God's hand is in it. Right. Is when things just show up out of the blue and you go, I don't have any money to do this. Like yeah. you have no financial support or backing or anything like that. And the Lord's just like, David, have you not read my word? I got everything. I got, I got this. <laughs> like, that's right. <laughs> literally everything from a sound system completely donated to, um, you know, we, we're still set up in Teardown Church because we meet in a school. So we needed a trailer. We need all these things. I'm going, how much money do we have as a church? And I think, you know, my church admin times like $300. I was like, <laughs> like oh my. cool. Yeah. Next day I get a phone call. Someone's like, I'll donate $500 towards a trailer. So I'm like, great, cool. That's awesome. But we need a lot more money, you know, and that's fine. Thank you. So we found a trailer that was like 3,500 bucks. This is how God moves, man. And we had 500. I said, call them and let's give them 500 and see if they'll take it. No joke. They took $500 and gave us the trailer we needed. I mean, this is just what God does, man. No, (laughs) it's It's crazy. And then story after story like that, man, was just insane. And by the time launch Sunday came, it was like, we had everything we needed and literally spent $300 as a church to, to get that. And then what's funny is the hotel at the time we were meeting at didn't know this, but 
I only, I had no money for that Sunday to pay. <laughs> I feel bad, <laughs> but I said, all right, Lord, like we're here. We signed the contract. I owe money. And after that Sunday, the exact amount was given to pay for that Sunday, you know, during, during our time of offering. And, uh, and so I paid that Sunday going, I don't know how I'm going to pay for next Sunday, right. That's right. <laughs> but here we go. Yeah. And so since then, man, the Lord's just taking care of everything. And yeah. uh, it's been the biggest blessing to go through. So unbelievable. Unbelievable. What, a, what a, again, again, incredible story. The entire thing, everything that we've talked about is, is yeah. amazing. I have to say this because Chris will kill me if I don't, but when you, and we'll come back to it because I do, but, but when you were talking about the chairs and, um, I have to make a Wayne's World reference because, yeah. you know, I don't know if you ever saw Wayne's World, but when yeah. she gives him the gun rack and he's like, what do I need a gun rack for? I don't even own a gun. And if yeah. I didn't say that, Chris would have been like, man, I can't believe you didn't bring it up because. <laughs> All right. Back to <laughs> welcome to unscripted back. Yeah. to the story. No, that's incredible. It's incredible that that. And I think that's so true in again, God sends his angels. I think when we, yeah. you know, when we step out into something that we're so. Um, not only passionate about, but we really feel like this is, and sometimes, honestly, man, I've, 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 I'm the king of wrestlers. I've, I've done things, tried things, thought I was going, Chris can tell you at one point we sold our house. We were going to Charlotte. Wow. We still live in Columbus, never yeah. packed a box. And that's a story for another day in another podcast, but you know, it's not, there's times where it feels like this is where God is calling yeah. me. I know it for sure. But at the same time, I think you get those signs that, uh-uh, Nope, that's not it, <laughs> you know, um, but I think I remember at the time when it happened for us, um, we were really confused because we literally sold our house, not to go into the whole story, we sold our house, um, went down, found a house, put a bid on it, and the next day we were meeting the realtor to give the bid, and um, we went and, and the realtor was running late or we got there early or something, so we, we just quickly uh, ran down to the local school and immediately my wife and I were both like, no, we had a huge check in our spirit. We didn't sleep well the night before, wow. just just restless with yeah. the whole thing. And yet we felt so so surely this is what we were supposed to do. And um, I remember wrestling with that when I came home for that reason. Like I was so sure. I was so sure. And then a friend told me, man, I think it's 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 your Isaac. Like mm -hmm. God wants to know, what are you going to put on the altar? How far are you willing to go wow. for what I have for you? And that was one of the most powerful things. Um, and And I've never, I've never looked back ever since he said that, because it was like, you know what? I think that's, that's true. We learned a lot in the process. And I, you know, I think God was just saying, how far are you willing to go? You know, you're, you sit around saying, <laughs> be open, be available. Well, how far you want to take that? Cause yeah. I'll, I'll test it, you know, and see, oh, totally. you really, do you really believe what you're talking about? And, and um, man, that was, a, that was a big moment for us as a, as a family and as a couple and all those things. So um, it's Man. very cool that you've had just the opposite experience and, and gotten all those notifications and, and confirmations that this was exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's, and again, I've gone through it so much as a whole portion of life as, you know, as we got married and, you know, started our life, it was like, there's so many times where that happened, where I would step out and go, okay, I want to do this. And then God shut the door. And then I thought, oh, this is it. And no. And one point I started a business and had my own recording studio. Cause I was so like, I'm getting back in this, you know, yeah. and literally got uh, a loan and all that stuff and almost literally put my family in bankruptcy. I mean, it's just because I was so like, no, God's doing it. And I had a list of everything God had to do for me to do this. And he did everything. Yeah. yeah. Like he gave it all, but then it was the worst year financially. Everything was bad. Like 
I'm going, God, what are you trying to do? And he's like, David, wake up. Like, yeah. I got something bigger and you're still trying to go back here. Like, yeah. stop, let's wow. move forward. And, and so just different things like that. And, and, and we've owned a couple of businesses along the way. And so we've learned a ton on that side of things too, that has been very helpful with planning a church I, that I never thought, you know, I'd be able to utilize and go, wow, like, that's why you had us do that, you know? So now I can understand business a little bit more and understand mm -hmm. how to function as a nonprofit, right? And understand those types of things. And so God just, man, I'm blown away <laughs> every week, every day of yeah. what God's done in our life. And, you know, now I, I got five kids. If you can imagine, it's mind blowing to me. There's something in the water in Utah, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, it is here. <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second because I do yeah. want to. I do want to touch on that, um, but I, there was something you said way back at the beginning that I really wanted to to because I, I I think I was very similar in that um, I I think um, and you'll have to you probably know the verse I don't have it off the top of my head <laughs> but it, isn't there a verse that says you know train up your child in the way they should go and they won't, they won't run from it or they won't yeah. they, like it won't leave them I think yeah. it's, you just train them up in the way they should go that's the point. But there, but isn't there some? Is it in addition to that, or is there somewhere else that just talks about it'll, it, like it'll never stray from them? It, yeah. It'll always be in the same text. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. See, I learned something it. about Vernon. But <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I think it was the same thing. That my my faith was my parents' faith, and I talked about this on a different podcast too. Um, and I think no matter how far I strayed, at the end of the day, even though it was their faith, the teaching was still there, mm -hmm. and I knew when I wasn't doing things that were you know, that right. I should have been doing, yeah. um, the alarms were going off. Yeah. Like, you know, come on, man, you know, this is not, you know, this is the, you're better, you know, I, I've, I've created you for more than this kind of a thing. And so I didn't want to get too far away from, I know we talked about it at the very beginning, but I thought it was important because it sounds like that's even happened with your story was you were raised in the church. It was, it was, those seeds were planted yeah. and you didn't stray from it. You, you strayed in terms of things, but it was yeah. always still there. Yeah. And I think it is kind of like a prodigal son idea, right? It's like, mm -hmm. look, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing now and, and see what, what's out there. And I think many people in this culture today do that, right? Mm -hmm. As, as, as we are raised in the church, oftentimes we find ourselves going, ah, I want to see what's out there, right? It's just a natural thing in us. Sin's natural, right? To us. It's like, we're born that way. And so I think people deter and, and go and try to see what's out there in the world. And they soon realize like, I'm okay with eating pig, you know, food out of, uh, in the pig stalls. Like, right. you know what I mean? That's what we get to is yeah. in that story. It's like, no, like, well, cause Jesus has something so much greater. And what's unique about that is we actually, I just talked about that on, on Sunday, but what's so unique is how quickly Jesus is like, man, come on back. You know, I'm here, I'm here for you. And that's where it's the same thing with us. Like I've learned so much as a parent, you know, having five kids now where, Hey, if my kids ever were to make those types of mistakes, how much grace I would give them, honestly, because of what I went through and understanding like, man, the biggest reason why I was able to step back and realize who Jesus was, was because of his grace and mm -hmm. understanding like, man, I'm going to make so many mistakes, but every single time Jesus is there going, I love you, David. I love you. Like, yes, we make mistakes. Yes. But I want you to learn from these. And the only way you're going to learn, honestly, is by me showing you that grace and mercy. Yes. and that love that I need to. And so that was huge for me of like, oh my gosh, like, because, you know, if you talk about tagline of a church, you know, is like a lot of people use love, love God and love people. And right. we do that. But really the reason why we say love God and love people, and it is literally the heartbeat of our church 
And I think anyone that does show up and come and anyone be a part of our team really feels that because of what, and honestly, it stems from what my, my wife and I have been through and what we've seen from other churches too. And, and just our, you know, our story of how we were raised and what we both went through at the same time of just realizing, man, if we truly do start with these two basic things that the Lord gave us, the two greatest commandments, yep. you know, the rest will fall in line. We just got to love him, have that relationship, but also that grace we've been given, being able to pour that grace out. And so oftentimes we get stuck there. Yeah. We're so willing to receive the grace, not willing to give it. Yeah. And so me going through what I went through, I realized, man, I need to give grace because right. I was once there. You know, yeah. I was the lost sheep running away. I was the prodigal son running away. Like, and, and what brought those back is Jesus chasing them going, I got grace for you, son. Mm-hmm. I got grace for you, daughter. And I want you here, you know? And so that was huge for my life. Yeah. Amazing. And, and I think so true. There's been so many powerful things that you've said in this podcast. I can't wait to get it out to everybody. Um, because I think that there's going to be a lot of takeaways for everyone. This is I, now I know why Chris wanted me to <laughs> wanted us to talk and meet, man. Awesome. Um, and 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 uh, it's been really really good. I, I think. Um, so let's talk about because as soon as you said Utah, I think most people think, okay, well Utah is known for pretty much one thing, I mean, well, a lot of things, but one thing in general, and that is you know obviously heavily populated Mormon yeah. culture. So. Yeah. What is it like leading a Christian church in a very Mormon dominated place? Yeah. Hard. <laughs> yeah. Very hard. Very, you know, very hard. Um, because there's, you know, in one side, there's, there's a lot of people think there's a lot of similarities and the other side, there's a lot of people that don't think there's any similarities. Right. And so you have to balance those two and help people understand that, yeah, there is differences and there's major differences. Mm-hmm. So walking people through that is very difficult and hard and, because to start with that, Utah's a beautiful place. I mean, the people here are amazing. The culture here, honestly, is incredible. Everyone is so welcoming. And that's, I love that about this state and yeah. why I call it home. You know, it's like, it's amazing that way. But just like anything, as you start to, to dig in a little bit deeper, right? And dig in a little bit deeper, you realize, man, we're all in need of hope. Every mm. single one of us. And that's been the biggest thing here. And a lot of people don't talk about it, but, but I'll be so frank. I mean, uh, I think the last statistic was we're number two or three in suicide in the nation. Oh my gosh. It tells you something, right? right. Uh, we're number, uh, I think between one and three in the nation for opioids. Hmm. Um, so a lot of drug addiction, a lot of drug use here, a lot of heroin addiction, a lot of that stuff here. And, and what you realize as you take a step back is again, culturally, they don't like talking about that here. You know, most people don't want to talk about it, but I talk about it, you know, because it's, it, it obviously shows that there's a problem and that's nationwide, right? It's everywhere. Right, right. And, and so it's not there, but even in, I think, uh, last sat maybe four or fifth in, in porn too. So, um, hopefully no one tries to qu- quote me on that. I know I have looked and, and it, we're up there, right. We're, yeah. we're really up there yeah. on, on a lot of these issues. Um, being at the hospital not too long ago, I, I saw a billboard in the hospital saying, Utahns fill 7,000 prescription bottles a day. Oh um, and, and I'm just going like, wow, this is yeah. crazy. You know, yeah. like, and it's rampant. And so you realize as you take a step back from that, you go, man, people need hope. Mm. And the last stat from 2018, 2019, I haven't seen 2020 yet, but the, the rate of suicide and, and how often it happens 
um, went up by an hour. So it's every 13 hours we're having a suicide in the state of Utah. Oh my goodness. So it tells you, man, just before pandemic, is that right? Before pandemic. And I don't even know the stats of closer now. I mean, yeah, I I don't even know. Yeah. I I don't know yet. You know, I haven't seen those numbers and, and I'm sure in the next couple of months, they'll probably start releasing that. But yeah, looking at the stat for the state, you know, every 13 hours, somebody's committing suicide and it's younger too. It's a younger demographic. And so you look at that and go as a pastor right here in, in seeing all of that, that you see in the conversations you have, you know, all I'm trying to do is bring hope. And that hope is Jesus yeah. and point people there, point people away from a workspace theology, a workspace mentality of I got to climb this ladder to get to God. It's like, no, no, no. Jesus came down for you. Right. He came down to die for you and, and, and help people understand that's the hope we need, right? That's the hope we're after. And, and that's what we're pointing people to. And so it, again, hard, but very, very simple to go. It's that easy. You yeah. know, it's that easy that it is just about Jesus. And I think sometimes people go, it's too easy. Like yeah. they're turned away from it. Cause it's like, no, 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 this is too simple. But it's like, no, the gospel is simple. Right. It really is. And uh, so, you know, we step a lot into that and that's our message constantly is the hope in Jesus and, and that he's the one that's going to bring healing and hope. And I'll tell you, man, as we go Sunday to Sunday, lives are radically changed. And mm-hmm. it is so cool to see what God is doing in such a place as this. And, and to just see people giving their life over to Jesus and stepping into that relationship with them is so amazing to see. Do you have people that come in um, that are Mormon and are, are, are curious or, or maybe want to step away from that faith? Do you, do you have that or, or. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Almost on a weekly basis. Hmm. You know, I think again, you know, not speaking against them. It's just, yeah, we see it all the time we see it all the time where uh, a family comes in. Maybe they, they, especially in 2020, I'll tell you since the pandemic has started and happened, you know, we, have seen more than ever. And I think we're seeing across the board, you look at any, you know, you just look at the church globally, Christian, right. you know, whatever denomination, just uh, Christianity, you know, more and more people are starting to walk away, you know, mm. from roots and, and from what they, not necessarily what they believe, but they're not coming on a normal basis anymore. Right. And so you're seeing that here on, uh, on the Mormon side where they're not going to church anymore. And so it's enabled them to, to pop into other churches or enable them to watch online or those types of things and go, huh, you know, why is this different and what's different about it? Yeah. You know? And, and so, you know, a, a, a normal like Mormon service, you know, it's very, they, they do organ based, you know, acapella stuff and, and, and hymns. So someone steps into our church, it's like, <laughs> Whoa, what's going on? Let's see with your background. I have a feeling it's, it's rocking. <laughs> oh man. Our worship team is amazing. I, I love all of them. It's incredible, but yeah, it is like that. It's very different. And so oftentimes when they come, it's very uncomfortable, you mm-hmm. know, because they're not used to that and used to a different feel like that. But, but anytime I have a conversation with a family that comes and, and uh, ends up coming and talk to me after they all say the same thing the feeling they get when they walk in is just that it's homey. It's, it's welcoming. It, it's like they can keep coming, you know, and that's, but that's Jesus, right? Like that's Jesus is yeah. Jesus says, I don't care where you're at in your life. You're welcome at the table. Hmm. And that's what I love is like, 
I hope and I pray for our nation in general, because we've seen a divide right across the whole you know, country yeah. globally. We've seen the biggest divide I've ever seen yeah. in a long time. And I just go like, dude, Jesus is saying, come to dinner at the table with me. All are welcome. Yeah. And it's like, why are we not doing that? It doesn't matter what background you have, if you believe in God or if you don't, I want you at the table. Because that's when I can start having conversation. That's when I can hear your story, just like you do. Yeah. You let people come on here and share their story, right? Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's the same thing. Anytime I'm sitting with someone or anytime I talk to somebody, the first thing I generally ask is, what's your, what's your story? Right. Yep. What, what is it? I want to know because I want to know who I'm talking to. I want to know, you know, why you are you today? You know, what has happened? Because all those things matter. Yeah. And, and that's Jesus. You look at Jesus and uh, Zacchaeus, right? It's like, this guy, he's like me because I'm short. So he's climbing up a tree, you know, and he's like looking for Jesus. What did Jesus do? He walked, he walked straight up to him and said, Zacchaeus, come down. Tonight I'm coming to your house for dinner. Zacchaeus yeah. was hated. Yeah. Hated. And people grumbled. It's like, that's Jesus's heart. He's saying, right. no, no, no. Yeah, I know you all hate him. Yes, I know he's a tax collector. I, I get all this. Right. Welcome at my table. That's right. We're gonna go and what, what happens? Radical yeah. change happens at the end of that text. Yeah. And that's where the heartbeat of, of me and our church and, and every one of our pastors and culturally, that's where we're at is you're welcome here no matter what. Awesome. But let me tell you why you're welcome at the table. It's because of Jesus and his radical love for us. Yeah. And so we want to say the same exact thing and do the same exact thing he's done. And so it's just, dude, I'm blown away always. Man, your energy is infectious. Your story is uh, worth telling and worth listening to. And um, just the, the, you, you ooze Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's pouring out to quote my, uh, you know, to quote Bob Goff. Um, I think you're just leaking Jesus all over the place. And I, I love him, by the way. Yeah, love he, him. <laughs> he's the best. And, um, you know, I think that that's, your live and love does. Um, honestly, I love that book and, and you're, so you're living that life, man. It's, it's infectious. And so now I want to, now I want to go visit Chris just so I can come <laughs> to church on Sunday and, 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 need and to, visit. Need to. You know, what's so interesting is the dynamic change that happened in 2020 is, you know, we, we saw all that was taking place in our culture here, especially in Utah. And one thing we started as a church is on Thursday nights, we started giving away free groceries. We ended up getting this, uh, uh, this thing where we were able to just give out free groceries and help people. I'll tell you, man, this has been the best thing we've ever done as a church. Every Thursday for the last six months, we've been giving away free groceries and feeding about 150 to 200 families a week. Wow. And what's been amazing is the opportunities and the doors that have been opening for people to just, you know, lower their walls and be honest and truthful. And that's just to be there to love on them. It, it, it's just the gospel, man. And yeah. so I'm thankful for, for that opportunity too. Well, I'm thankful you're where you are for the reasons that you said. Um, I think it, you know, that there's a need, there's a void and your yeah. story again, I think people will connect with that, that are in that place where hopefully we see that number not keep, you know, the suicide number and the other numbers. Yeah. We don't want to see those keep going. We want to no. see it to go the other way. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we all focus on COVID and, and honestly, I'm, you know, um, we mourn all those that have, yeah. you know, have lost, but there's some other big numbers out there too, that we can't take our eye off of yeah. and suicide's one of them. And it could be a byproduct of COVID, Absolutely. Um, you know, for what you said, maybe a family doesn't know how they're going to eat their next meal or make yeah. their next bill or, and those things affect us all. And so Absolutely. Really, I love that you guys are doing that because that is, 
that is being the church um, far beyond the rest of it. And yeah. I, I think that's when people will start to trust the church again mm-hmm. um, is when they see that it's not about, because, you know, I think the church gets a bad rap a lot, yeah. <laughs> but and some of it's earned, some of it's earned, yeah. but um, at the same time, I think there's a lot of churches doing really good stuff. And it seems like most churches are figuring it out. Like we need to be the church yeah. and that's uh, there's an organization that can, um, quickly get together and respond in a time of need, yeah. like the church, because there's no red tape. Yeah. You know, it's just people yeah. that love Jesus and want to see other people have that same joy and hope yeah. in their lives. So yeah, anyway, a little bit of a rant there, but I love no, it. It's good, man. I love it. Don't mind the rants. <laughs> awesome. Well, man, anything else before we get off? Any links that you want to share? Um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, do you just go to the website or how, what's the best way? Because I don't know if somebody's driving down the road, they may want to reach out to you and hear more. Yeah, sure. Um, on Instagram, my my thing's at I am David Elijah. Um, that's where I post most of my pastor stuff and, awesome. and just more of that side of things. And then uh, check out the church, you know, www.nhccchurch.com. So New Hope Calvary Chapel. Um, we believe that, man. We believe to bring a new hope. We that's that's what we're all about. And so please, if if you care, go look, man, and, and find us on YouTube as well and go check out what we're doing and and uh, try to be a part of it, even from a distance. You know, we'd love to just uh, hear other people's stories, too, and, and help in any way that we can in return. So. Well, you've always got a friend here um, at this podcast. If you ever need a message to get out uh, to the two or three people that listen, <laughs> you're more than welcome to use this platform. But man, this has been an honor tonight. This, that's I've said this on pretty much, I think, every podcast. I've, I, this has been so life-giving for me, this entire thing. Uh, and it, in a way, it started the same way. Like, all right, I, I guess I'll do this. And um, I've gotten more out of this in the last several months. Um, to meet people like Amen. you, hear your story and, and just be, be challenged too. You know, I mean, I'm going to walk away from this tonight and think a little bit about, all right, where are you at? You know, or yeah. am I on the boat? <laughs> are yeah. they throwing me off? I mean, there's, yeah. you know, there's, um, I think we always have to just check in, make sure that, that we're headed where we're supposed to be and the doors yeah. are open and we are getting those angels saying, yep, you're, you're headed the right way. And when they're not, then it's time to recalibrate a little bit. So um, I'm thankful for your time, man. Hey, man, thank you. Last thing I'll, I'll say is this. Are we willing to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. And if we are, God's got a, a lot in store for you. Awesome. And that's that's it. So love it. Well, man, I'm going to have all the links in the in this post. Uh, it'll be on YouTube and on the podcast and everything else. And hopefully I'll get out to Utah one day. You know what I am going to do? I'm going to drop in on service on YouTube because I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll be checking out. I'll be checking out some stuff on YouTube, and and uh, you got a fan and a supporter here in Thanks, Columbus. Man. All right, I man. Best to you. Take care. God bless.